The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hey guys, welcome back. Today I'm joined with Sheena Yapchan and she is a keynote speaker, podcaster, consultant and author on building self-confidence. And what I was excited to talk to Sheena about today was her new book, which came out like three days ago. Is that right, yeah, Sheena? Two, two two days ago. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. And it's called the Tao of self-confidence. Now my listeners will know if you've been listening for a while, the Tao Te Ching changed my life so much. So when I saw the Tao of self-confidence, I was like, I need to speak to this woman. So it's so nice to have you on Sheena. Thank you so much, Pippa, for having me. It's such an honor to be here. (laughs) It's so cool. So obviously we'll get to the book in a second, but how did you get to writing a book about self-confidence? I mean, well, really first, it first started with my podcast under the same title. So it's also called the Tao Self-Confidence, where I interview Asian women about their journey to self-confidence. And uh, the main reasons why I started that was because I was dealing with my own confidence issues in 2015. And I really wanted to find support systems that really catered to Asian women's confidence, but I couldn't find any. So a part of me thought maybe something was wrong with me or I was the only one feeling this way. Um, And the second is representation is so important. You know, living in Canada and America, we don't have too much representation. Um, And because of that, you know, especially here growing up in Toronto, I always felt ashamed of my own culture because I never saw anybody that looked like me. So I really wanted to share these amazing women's stories of um, how they're able able to overcome their confidence issues to move forward, right? Uh, Since then, I've interviewed over 700 Asian women from around the world, from different um, backgrounds, different career choices. Um, And I love my podcast, but I knew I needed to do more, especially when it came to media representation, visibility. I love podcasting, but the same time, it's still a very small platform compared to other media platforms. And so in February February of 2021, we launched a book called Asian Women Who Boss Up, which highlights the stories of 18 Asian women who are able to forge their own path, overcome obstacles and thrive. That's actually part of a book series called Women Who Boss Up. And now um, a couple of days ago, we just I just launched my uh, book with Wiley called The Tao of Self-Confidence, A Guide to Moving Beyond Trauma and Awakening the Leader Within. And you know, this is really not just, you know, your typical leadership books. I realize there's a lot of leadership books out there, you know, a lot of how-tos, but um, people don't talk about the root cause, you know, especially as women, there's always something that holds us back, right? And we don't know what it is. And sometimes it could be a trauma that we're not allowed to talk about, especially in our culture, right? We're not allowed to talk about anything. There's so many taboos. Um, And we don't realize that that thing is really holding us back to move forward as our best self, to be the best leader we can be. So of course, we need to learn to bring awareness about the traumas we go through, how we can heal through them so that we can move forward. Kind of like um, peeling out the layer of onion so that we can get to the root cause and have the, you know, have, have better results, be ourselves, be our authentic selves and really go out there and have that true confidence to be the leader that we're meant to be. So, yeah. (laughs) 
I love it. I can't wait to read it. And Thank the other you. thing I know you mentioned as well, May is the Asian Heritage Month and Mental Health Awareness Month. So I didn't know that, which is awesome, by the way, because again, learning from each other, which is great. So can you talk about that for a second? Because obviously I've never heard of it and I'd love to learn yeah. more about it. Yeah. So in America and Canada, um, they declared uh, the month of May as AAPI Heritage Month. And it's really about, you know, celebrating the achievements of the AAPI community in Canada and America. Um, and also bringing awareness, you know, there's still a lot of things that's happened here, like anti-Asian racism, uh, you know, the, you know, not enough leadership roles for our community. Uh, you know, there, there's lots of issues, of course, but also being able to celebrate it. And of course, Mental Health Awareness Month, I mean, you know, just bringing, bringing awareness to mental health, because it's still a taboo topic. I mean, in Asian culture, it's, it is a taboo topic, but in other cultures too, is also a taboo topic, right? Um, and so for me, I'm very passionate about learning learn um passionate about normalizing mental health because it's needed right especially after the pandemic um you know there's still a lot of things going on still a lot of chaos out there and i believe that when we can learn to heal that's when we can move forward live in harmony and eliminate all these crazy things that's going on right now um you know it's just you, you notice things online the craziness it's just like people are going through something mentally and we just need to find tools and resources to heal from our traumas to heal our, from our mental health um and things like that yeah, like I said, mental health is like it, it, it strokes every family, doesn't it? Like there's so many people going through mental health. I've just been through something that was affecting my mental health. You know, it's everyone's going through something. So again, like this taboo, the taboo topics, I think like they need to be, I think they are coming to light more now, aren't they? The tabooness is actually being stripped away, you know, around those topics because why not talk about those topics? They need to be spoken about. And yeah, like I agree with you, Sheena, since the, the pandemic, the, the women who've come to see me for help or, you know, who I've seen online, it's affected so many people with their confidence, you know, like going out and making new friends and, and you know, just being outside because we were closed in for so long as well. So I think women will definitely get a lot of support and little nuggets out of your book because it just, it sounds amazing. I love, I love the simplicity of it. I can just Thank tell you. like, it's just, and obviously, as you know, I was drawn to it because of the Tao. So I do want to ask you, have you read the Tao Te Ching? Not yet. <laughs> oh my God. I'll it's have just, to check it. It's so good. And it's definitely it's from Asian, you know, culture. So it's, that's something I can give to you. Please read the Tao Te Ching. It's, it's definitely something that I never heard of. And when it came to light and I did read it, I was like, oh, this just is like music to my ears. You know, the, the, the messages in the Tao Te Ching and just the simplicity of the messages of, of bringing us back to that alignment, bringing us back to nature, to wholeness. So I think you'll get a lot out of that definitely because it'll really resonate with you. So would you class yourself as a spiritual person? Um, yeah, I think so because, um, you know, I, I, I've learned to do things more on intuition and kind of just going with the flow. And of course, spiritual spirituality means different for everybody, right? For some person, it could be someone who's religious. Um, for me, it's just learning to um, just move, move forward regardless of whatever happens, right? We make mistakes where it's going to be imperfect. We're going to have days where we're not hundred percent confident, but um, you know, you know what, it, you know, that you have this belief and you know, that you believe in yourself and you're capable of making things happen. Right. Um, so even, yeah, even, even for women, like trusting our own intuition is something that we're not taught to do. Right. 
Uh, we trust it. And sometimes it looks like the total opposite of how we picture it in our head. But when you look back, you're like, everything makes sense. Um, yeah. And so learning to tap into that intuition more, um, you know, helps us, helps us get great the results that we want. Um, even being able to let go of things that um, people talk, think about us, right? Because that's something that's very prevalent. We're always afraid of what other people might say, or if they think we're crazy and things like that. Uh, for me too, I had to learn to let go of my parents' approval, right? Uh, in Asian culture, that's like the number one thing we crave for, our parents' approval. And I had to learn to let that go and be okay with it because if not, I wouldn't have been able to move forward. So um, that's how I see spirituality is for yeah. me, just you know, learning through that, trusting in the universe, knowing there's like, um, you know, like, of course, I believe in like being able to have good energy and things like that and how we can let out the bad energy to bring in good. <laughs> yeah, it does a sense. That's why I ask it because spirituality means different to each person, doesn't it? It's definitely yeah. something that is when it when it comes into your life, it definitely, like you said, helps you to connect to your spirits to your intuition. And, you know, with women who come to see me, it's the whole making sure that they know that they have their own intuition and they need to trust their own intuition. And that again comes with confidence, doesn't it? You know, we when women lost, have lost confidence, that's when they kind of feel like they need to look externally for help. They need to look externally for, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But yeah. coming back to self, like you put self-confidence, you know, you can be in a group of women who can help you become more confident because the room's so high energy. But when it's to self on your own self, it's it's definitely... Yeah, it, it, it's it's a different type of confidence when you have self-confidence. Like for me, I remember doing my first live on Facebook about five years ago. Yeah. We're in this like confidence group about, you know, social media is going to be, you know, helping you to get more confident. And I remember the nerves I, I had of doing the first live and even my first podcast episode three years ago. You probably remember, Sheena, you, you oh, first yeah. speak speaking engagement or your first podcast or your first live or my first YouTube video, all of it. It was oh. terrible. I was so scared. <laughs> I remember, I think I cried in my first live. I think I just got that emotional. I was like, Oh, and I think, but you have to start there. You have to start in that place. Don't you Of I'm doing this for the greater good. And what helped me grow with my self-confidence was the reason why I'm doing it. You know, what is, why is, what's the reason why I'm doing it? And whenever I would get nervous about going on stage or doing a podcast, I would say, what am I doing it for? And thinking of the, at the end, how I'm going to feel at the end. So yeah. without giving too much of your book away, what are some nuggets you can give the audience to help with self-confidence? One thing I really, um, I, I, one thing I really hone in on now is being able, like being okay to ask for help. Because that is so important in our journey. I know as women, we've been taught to say that, you know, we're the super women, we can do it all. That's really unattainable, <laughs> you know, like trying to do it all. It's exhausting too. And, yeah. you know, when you do too much, your confidence uh, goes down, you're not feeling good and you're not going to end up doing anything. And for women, you know, one of the reasons why we have low self-confidence is due to inaction. So um, if you get burnt out and you don't want to do anything, then your confidence gets worse. And then you just feel like you're the worst person in the world. So um, this is why asking for help is so important, whether it's to hire a coach, join a women's group, seek a licensed mental health professional, because we also have a lot of blind spots, right? And we can't see them, right? If we're trying to do everything ourselves, it's kind of like when you're driving and you change lanes, 
you have a rear view, rear view mirror helping you to check the blind spots. So if there's a rear view mirror checking your blind spots as you're driving, it should make sense that we ask for help to check our own blind spots so we can course correct and move forward. So for, to anyone who feels like asking for help is a sign of weakness or a handout, it's not. It's, that's how you can propel your, or, you know, in, like make your confidence go faster, right? For me, I realized the mo moment I had help, I just felt better about myself. You know, I didn't have to worry as much um, and I just felt good, right? And for so long, I was taught it was a sign of weakness, a handout culturally, you know, we're not supposed to ask for help. And so it, I delayed my own success because of it. So that's one thing I really want to iterate to anyone who's listening, like be okay to ask for help. There's no shame in it. And especially if we want to solve these big world problems, we got to do things together. We got to help each other out. We got to work together. We can't do everything ourselves. So that's, that's one thing I always like really push on in the book, like be okay to ask for help, be okay to ask for help, be yeah. okay to ask for help. <laughs> Yeah, that, that came up for me, you know, a few weeks ago with what happened with me. And it was, I, I thought, I'm fine. I'm good. I help people. I'm in a good space. I've got a lot of self-awareness, but really, you know, I wanted to ask for help because it was something I'd not been through before. But it's a really good analogy you said about the blind spots in the car, because if you realize like all the new cars now have the lights that show you like, oh, there's a car there, be careful. So it's kind of like bypassing, isn't it? Like that for me is a bypass. Like, when I'm driving now, I, even if I have a car, our car lets us know on the mirror if there's a car in your blind spot, I still look. I'm still looking, you know, it's so when you think of the analogy of looking in your blind spot, that was something we did all the time. But now we've got this like new technology that puts yeah. it in our car to bypass looking in your blind spot. Where I'm like, hell no. I Keep still look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, the same with what you just said in your analogy. Even if you get, you know, go to see a a therapist or hire a coach or a healer and they help you find blind spots still look you know still look yourself at those blind spots because even though they're illuminating the blind spots for you for you to look and that that builds with the self-awareness as well doesn't it yeah yeah and I think self-awareness is something that I wish we were taught in school right yeah. um it's so important like self-awareness self-love self-care self-confidence like all these things right but like personal development should be part of uh, the curriculum, right? Because personal development, I believe, is what really helps you thrive in the world, right? I mean, when you get rejected, when you fail, because I mean, it's going to happen, right? Um, but at least we have the tools and resources to equip ourselves to keep moving forward when times are tough. Um, and when we can learn to pick ourselves back a lot faster when we fail at something or we get rejected, uh, we become better, right? Like I remember I interviewed a lady who was bankrupt, who had, who was bankrupt three times in her business, three times. She said every time she went bankrupt, it was a lot faster for her to get up because she already knew what to do. So, you know, I wish we had that in schools as well. <laughs> yeah. Like I was thinking of like a class that's about compassion and kindness and doing things for others, you know, and that service again, the Tao teaches about service to others being in service and not what's in it for me, you know, teaching kids to be, cause like you said, the school systems right now are about getting ahead, being the best at math, being the best at English, yeah. you know, and the kids are kind of competing for those spots. Mm -hmm. I know in the USA that that's definitely something that oh, yeah. is big. My husband's American and you know, his kids, when he was, they were in school, it was like homework, 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 where New Zealand's definitely more laid back education. And there's definitely a lot more, mindfulness in in New Zealand which is really good getting out in nature doing trips and that's why I love you know but I, I think it was 
Wayne Dyer is one of my spiritual teachers and I think he said it was Gandhi who said if if kids could meditate for an hour a week it would like eliminate violence in like one generation like awesome I know and like but it's like okay do it let's 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 get it going like you know and and people like you Sheena are definitely bringing that into light and it's 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 this this movement isn't there at the moment there's a movement happening of mindfulness and the mental health and that it's be the line the light should be being shone on it isn't it it's like there's definitely more coming to light with self-confidence especially since something like the pandemic like the pandemic definitely shook up a lot of people oh yeah and I feel like in the last year since we've been coming out of the pandemic you can see the differences can't you have how have you felt through all all of that with the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic I mean at first I was a wreck when the pandemic happened I literally thought it was the end of the world and um I was just ready to like quit everything (laughs) you know um my mental health wasn't the greatest Uh, and it wasn't until I met a lady online who started the book series where every like everything turned for the better you know like just being able to go out there um take action you know just be able to say yes and you sometimes you know you say yes to things and you just don't know why but you have a good feeling about it again tapping into your intuition um, I did that. I said, you know, when when the lady mentioned, let's create a book highlighting Asian women, I was like, yeah, why not? There's nothing else to do. We're stuck at home. You know, what's the worst that could happen? But what's the best thing that could happen, right? Um, and because of that, now I have another book, right? With, you know, a top publisher, uh, which I never thought was in my cards, to be honest. <laughs> and, you know, even seeing it at the bookstore for the first time, I was like, I'm still in shock. Like, this is also surreal. Um, I can now call this my reality. But before, like, this was, I never expected this. This was never in my cards. I was like, you know, I, I mean, I was passionate about elevating women, especially Asian women. um, But I didn't know that it would turn up like this, you know, finally a book um, about leadership coming from an Asian woman's voice, talking about our issues, learning to open up, learning to move past through it and, and just show up as our, as, as the person we're meant to be, right? Um, and it was, it's just, it's just crazy. (laughs) And, you know, I almost didn't even say yes, because I was like going through imposter syndrome and thinking, well, who am I to write this book? Like, are they sure they want me to write this? Like, uh, you know, and, and I realized that I had to write this, not just for myself, but for my community, not just for my community that lives in the United States and America for all Asian women, regardless of where they live, because we go through so much stuff. Um, historically, you know, we're always second class to men. Uh, we're treated like, you know, second class. If you go to, if you check out different, you know, parts of Asia, you know, women are st- still treated as objects, whether it's child marriages, human trafficking, um, you know, it's still prevalent, unfortunately. And so we need to find ways to solve that, have a voice, have them be okay to speak up, um, you know, not be seen by negative stereotypes. We're constantly seen as quiet, submissive, and obedient. We're seen as emotionless or as robots. And because of that, we just become an easy target for everything. And so when we have the confidence to speak up, even if it's scary, you know, then they realize, oh, they're not quiet. Oh, they're actually, you know, bosses. Oh, they're actually leaders. And so this is why speaking up is so important. Creating media that creates a stronger representation is so important so we can dismantle this stereotype that we still face today. Yeah, it's bringing back a lot of memories from when I traveled in Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam, like seeing that, like you said, the women class and the the male class of you just you could see it but you could feel it more you know you could feel it definitely a lot more than you could see it 
and even speaking to some of the Asian women, like you, you could, I don't know if you've heard of the book Celestine Prophecy talks about energy and like being able to read energy and that we're all you yeah. know, made up of energy. So if, you know, if you, if someone walked in, they were angry, you'd feel it, you know, cause yeah. we can just energetic beings. And I remember just talking to a few ladies there and they were so lovely and they had all this beautiful like culture to share. And I just knew they were holding something back. Like there was just a just sense of that and all like the, the boats and all like the, I would say most of like the trips and the things that were kind of like, you know, going over to the islands, it was all very male dominated, very male dominated, like the boat trips, the hotel check-ins. A lot of the women were very much seen in like, the massage parlors yeah you know the fruit and the veg the the food kind of things but anything to do with like the hotels it was like it was like the one-to-one like higher class had to be male it was really strange and I yeah. did see that a lot and I kind of saw a lot of women on the streets in Vietnam doing all the food you know the street food and things like that yeah so yeah it, it like you said if you haven't been to an Asian country I mean I did China three to four years ago yeah you could see it there too yeah I mean I live in the Philippines I live in the Philippines I was born there um you know so we see it too right like uh human trafficking's prevalent there um you know you see tourists with young kids unfortunately you know just walking in the mall and then there's no proof right but you know that it's not right (laughs) yeah um and it's just it's sad (laughs) yeah it is and yet like you said it makes you passionate for what you do because like you grew up in a place like that. I actually remember you bringing back even more memories. Uh, I was really privileged as a child. So I did a lot of cruising with my parents and a lot of uh, people from Philippines would work on the cruise ships. They would be, a lot of, a lot of the males would definitely be working like nine months on a cruise, you know, back to back. And then they would go home to their families for like three months. And I used to love listening to their stories. I mean, Philippines is on my list to go and see. It looks absolutely beautiful. You know, all those kind of countries. I just want to go and see those countries because I felt, I would say I I felt seen and heard in those countries because they were so like, oh, you know, white woman's here. And oh my God, they were so like, (laughs) you know, tourism's so big there and they just want to love you. And they're they're so calm and they're so, you know, they are, they've got a beautiful, they have a beautiful culture and they, I just, I, that's one thing I love about life. It's culture, people's different people's cultures and learning about other people's cultures and what, you know, what can you teach me about your ancient history? You know, going to China to, my husband really wants to go to Japan. You know, he's got a huge oh, Japan's culture. Awesome. Japan's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I've never been. <laughs> and my husband really wants to go because, you know, he's really into Japanese history. And yeah, I think China for me was, on my list because um, I love ancient history so the great wall like step on the great wall was like oh my god I'm on the great wall of China <laughs> and seeing the terracotta warriors but then I, I go into that deep philosophy kind of like mindset of you know look at these emperors that had you know built this army of like you know clay to take them to the afterworld and so when you're saying this about women in the Asian culture being second class like now you start to realize the full circle of it you know so what you're doing for those women is unbelievable. It's awesome. Thank you. So where in Japan would you tell me to go? Because I'm like, oh, I really want I, to go to Japan. But it, again, the culture there is different to all the other different Asian co- countries. Yeah, I mean, of course, Tokyo is great. I mean, you know, it's it's just like you have to go to just be there. Um, I really like um, 
Kyoto because it's just cheaper when it comes to shopping and food. And there's just a lot of other things you can go around. Uh, but I know there's other parts. I've, I haven't been to most parts of Japan yet. Um, I've been to um, Hiroshima. I was able to check out the museum where they talked about wow. the Hiroshima bombing. Um, but I mean, Japan is just amazing. Uh, the food, the culture, uh, the, the buildings, like everything, even the fashion, like it's all amazing. <laughs> yeah. What have you found with writing a book of self-confidence and helping Asian women? Like, what have you found? Like, how long have you been doing this for? Have you been doing it for quite a while? Yeah. So I started the podcast in 2015. So yeah. Yeah. So interviewing Asian women about self-confidence. Yeah. What what have you learned from other women that has kind of like propelled you on your journey? I realize that we all feel the same. You know, we feel like we're (laughs) not enough. We second guess ourselves. We don't trust our intuition. We're people pleasers. And so that made me feel a little bit better knowing I was the, I wasn't the only one dealing with that. Um, and then just knowing that you're not the only one, it just gives you the confidence to find ways to heal through that, right? Um, listening to these amazing women's stories, it made me realize what's possible, right? They're, you know, I've had women who've been, you know, um, in jail, who've been raped, who have had cancer, um, you know, domestic violence, but they were able to overcome that and move forward. And that is something we need to learn. We need to, sh- we need people specific stories, right? Because um, it's those specific stories where we can relate to one another, learn from each other, uh, learn something new, solve problems in a different way, see things from a different perspective. And as women in general, we just don't share our stories enough, right? Because, you know, we weren't taught to do that, but we need to, right? Because if not, then then they don't see what's possible and it's so important to yeah, show and others, others like others resonate with you as well don't you so if you tell your story women can go oh i i went through that oh oh, yeah. oh how, did, yeah. how does she cope with that and can we connect and that's yeah. what my journey is the connection you know yeah and it doesn't matter if you're a different culture and i'm a different culture we're still going to be able to relate to something <laughs> you know we're still women we bleed the same color so you know we should be able to relate to each other <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Like I honestly, bringing cultures together, like you said, this whole, like it's going on in the world now, isn't it? With this woke, like it's happening around the world. Like there's so many people just like speaking up and, and for me, it's giving people a voice. Like you said, women have not had that voice. And I love the ancient kind of culture that's been passed down for like thousands of years. Like I'm really into like the old way. Women used to like literally support each other in red tents and they would like go on like little like ventures together and they'd be in groups and women stayed strong together and then I don't know what happened but maybe down the line something happened where we just started to go against each other and you know I started to look into that a few years ago I think it might be like the witch trials and things like that you know we all started to like you know go against each other and like there's this whole like what what gets me and I don't know if you resonate with the Sheena is like I I've never been maybe when I was younger, because when you're younger, you're naive and you're just silly and you kind of grow in as a woman. But I've always been anti-gossip, anti-drama. Like, I just don't want to be involved. I don't want to be around it. And yeah. a lot of women that I speak to, whether you resonate with this, is like, they're probably the same. It's like, they're so anti, like, oh, just... And I think yeah. that, again, it's... it's We're conditioned to just... That's a woman's thing, isn't it? Like, oh, was, I'm, I'm a woman. I, I, I'm i a gossiper. And it's like, yeah. we've got these labels that have been given to us you know so have you have you seen and felt that yeah I mean you know unfortunately sometimes as women we tend to get jealous of each other and we tend to you know stab each other in the back especially in the workplace um and I realized you know I 
fighting with them doesn't help. And so it's about surrounding yourselves with women who really, uh, who really want the best for you. Um, and that's, and when you have that, it's amazing. Like I am like our book series, you know, all the women, they really have each other's back. Um, and it's just so refreshing to know, like, we all can get along, right? No one's stepping on anybody. Um, you know, we help each other out. We refer each other businesses. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we have, we've built this friendship, this bond. Um, yeah. And I've never seen anything like that. So I'm really grateful for that. And so learning beautiful. that we can connect and not have to deal with, you know, the, the, the drama. <laughs> and like you're fanning each other's flames. Like that's literally what you're doing. And I think that's like said refreshing yeah. because you know, I, I grew up with a lot of friends that loved the drama, loved the gossip and you get so sucked into it. And I remember we were actually talking about this a few days ago. I don't know if you've heard of it, but in the UK, there's a soap series called Coronation Street, Emmerdale, and EastEnders and it's on like every night it's like something that's on the, it's been on the TV since in the 60s and I remember like when you I'd stop watching it and you go to a friend's house and it was just all drama it was just all silly drama like on you know like these reality TV shows and you go to a friend's house for like a cup of tea or a coffee and they'll have like this soap on the background and you get so sucked into the gossip and the drama it's like a it's like a drug pulling you in like gossip drama and it's like but you realize I don't want to be that, you know, it doesn't make me feel good. And when you, when you grow your self-awareness, you start to realize what feels good and what doesn't feel good, you know, and that's kind of like where you start to stop attracting the drama, stop attracting the friends that are gossiping. But it's also like, you've got this beautiful space where like, I, I, I feel confident to tell my friends if I'm feeling down or low, or, you know, when you told me about X, Y, Z, I felt this way, you know, and not, being shamed for it like you said you know if you're feeling jealous of someone or envious of someone that's coming from a lack in you and can you be able to talk about that you know and just be seen and heard and held in a safe space where you're not going to be judged and shamed upon and thrown fruit at in the old days you know like just yeah just to be seen and heard I think that's our inner child wants that just to yeah. be seen heard, just to be held yeah for sure what is this space that you've got? Like share it with me. Is it, is it online space? It's something that you do for women. Uh, it's a, yeah, we, it's, it started online, of course, because it started out of the pandemic now, but now that the world's open, we've been doing in-person events. Um, yeah. we were in Vegas a couple months ago. Um, we're going to have different locations all over the States, um, and maybe do some in Canada. So it's now a mix of both because of course, human connection is important. You know, it's, it's great that we can connect all over the world with an internet connection, but human and like in-person face-to-face interaction is always better, right? Um, you know, you get to sit beside each other, give each other a hug, connect. I mean, it's just a whole different feeling. Um, and we need that, right? As humans, we need that, <laughs> you know, like it's just, um, we need human connection. We need to socialize. We need to, um, it's, it's good for our mental health, right? You can't just be stuck at home by yourself all day, every day, you'll go crazy. Right. I mean, I think most of us did in the pandemic. Yeah. I was going to say being (laughs) locked up is a clear indication of that. Um, and so we've done a mix of both now. Yeah. I think people have said that, like I've set up a group, I've got a couple of groups that help women in. And I think, you know, being at home is a safe space. You know, I love my home. Like I love this space that I'm in now. It's a safe space. I've got my books. I've got my plants. I've got my spiritual corner. I've got everything that makes me feel good. But when I'm out in nature, different ball game. Like, so even if you can just drag yourself out, 
for half an hour a day just to connect or even like ring I love ringing people I love voice noting people like I've texting now I'm kind of hit and miss with I'm definitely a vocal person and I know again like you'll understand this Sheena coming from that self-confidence place I have people who I'll voice note and they'll go oh, I don't want to voice note you because I don't like the sound of my voice yeah and I feel like you've got an amazing voice it's just you've got to like be that beacon of light because I think you know when I send voice notes that is probably stirring up a little bit of uncomfortable feelings for someone and it is help especially doing a live on Instagram or a, a, you know a Facebook live whatever it is a woman could think I couldn't do that oh my god and you know so you being a self-confidence beacon of light for so many women is honestly just so beautiful you know it's even for me I lost a little bit of my confidence last few weeks of what I've been going through and you know seeing you post on the group and then connecting with you it just gives me that little bit of a boost again you know I'm glad I can help out in any way I can (laughs) that's awesome so where can people buy your book is it on online obviously it's online but where's the best place to get it from yeah um Amazon is the main one of course um and I think there's a couple stores in, in Australia and New Zealand that you can pick it up. I just don't remember the names, unfortunately. Awesome. But yeah, I'll I'll Google and definitely yeah. put it on the show notes yeah. because I'm going to go out and buy it tomorrow when I'm out shopping. So nice. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, they're available now. Um, and it's just, again, so surreal that I have a book out that's going to, um, you know, create a positive impact, especially for Asian women. Yeah, and I've just had an idea. I was thinking I'm going to read the book and then maybe we could do like a live on Instagram and talk about it, what I learned from it from like a different point yeah. of view. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share with the audience today? Um, feel if, it, if you want to connect with me, feel free to connect with me on my website, www.sheenayabchan.com. I have a free quiz to uncover your self-confidence personality. So you can check that out. You can get the results right away. Um, you can also search uh, for my name, uh, my name on um Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, but if you forget everything, you can always Google Sheena Yapchan. I'm like the only Sheena Yapchan on the internet. So <laughs> that makes it easy. <laughs> that does make it easy. Honestly, I've just, I, I knew speaking to you today was just giving me, a, you've given me such a self-confidence boost talking to oh, you. Like, honestly, thank you. I'm, been great. Oh, I'm glad I can help out. <laughs> yeah. I'm really grateful for your new time. So I will put all of your links in the show notes. Everyone, just go and buy the Dow of Self-Confidence, whatever country you're in, just go and find it. Do you have an audio version yet, Sheena? Yep, the audio version is oh, audio, awesome. Kindle, and, and hardcover. Awesome, awesome. So if you're not a reader and you like to listen, yeah. and you've obviously got the, the podcast too, Sheena? Yeah, so the podcast, the Dow of Self-Confidence, uh, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You can check out the website, thetowofselfconfidence.com. Yep. So it's all there. And you can binge oh, awesome. listen to over seven, over 800 episodes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to definitely check it out. This is what I love about doing podcasts that you just meet people around the world and make connections and they help you in, you know, in different ways. And that's what I love about connection. You know, even though we've not met each other physically. Yeah. We're talking and I'm in New Zealand and we're making connections all over the world. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, me thank too. You. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me as a guest. It was such a great conversation. It was. Thank you for listening, guys. So if you really enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. I will put all Sheena's uh, information and links in the show notes. But I've just been great talking to new people. I can't wait to have more people on the podcast soon. If you have anyone that would love to come on the podcast, that has a story, anything to share, I would love to speak to you. So please email me. Uh, go on my website, iampippaleslie.com. 
and I'll speak to you all soon. But take care for now and I'm sending you all the love. Bye guys. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.